Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. OBS Job Search Advice Radio, episode 1862. I'm your host, Jeff Alpin, the Big Game Hunter, and welcome. I like to spend some time daily, except on July 4th and a couple of other holidays, talking with you about some element of job search because I believe it doesn't have to be as difficult as many of you make it out to be, even during a pandemic. It's just a different skill set to find a job than do a job. And today, I've got another long interview that I originally recorded in 2016 over Skype uh, with a woman named Clara Chorley. Uh, it is the inner game of job hunting. It is a fascinating interview. I really enjoyed it when I did it. And um, I'll just simply say there's a point later on in the interview where she pauses to think, and I let it go for a while. Uh, first, there's a, a shorter version, and then she has a longer version, and probably about 30, 32 minutes in. So don't want you being surprised. Just hang in there and she comes up with the answer. And uh, it's very much a worthwhile interview. Hope you find it helpful. And in the meantime, let's get going. So my guest is Clara Charlie. She's the founder of Clarity Unlimited, a career change expert and author of the bestseller, Turn, Four Steps to Clarity in Your Life and Career. Clara, welcome to Job Search Radio. Great to have you on. Thank you, Jeff. I'm excited to be here. I'm very glad. So, Clara, one thing I know is for most people, job hunting is a lot harder than it needs to be. And if they've been out of work for any length of time, they're hitting their head against the wall, getting frustrated. Um, and, and, you know, may, they may even get into avoidance of uh, doing certain things that they really need to do. What do you see on the mistakes a lot of job hunters are making they're keeping them getting the job that they really want um so i'm going to distinguish between two two factors of job hunting one is like the one is the inner game that you have to deal with the managing of yourself the keeping your energy up keeping your motivation up keeping yourself in action and then there's the strategic side of job hunting which is the all the tactical stuff the, the resumes the networking and, and you know so on and so forth mm -hmm. cover letters and the biggest mistakes fall in actually the inner game, the keeping the motivation up, keeping the keeping themselves focused and in action. So what I've done is I've noticed that there are three significant mistakes that job seekers make, and I'd be happy to go into those with you right now if you're ready. 
Drum roll, number one. The first one that they make. It's funny you do that, Jeff, because they do that in my talks. I'm like, I'd like a drum roll, please. And then I write up the first mistake. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. That's exactly what I like. So the first mistake is actually called, it's called Lonely Wolf. Lonely Wolf. The Lonely Wolf. And I used to call it Lone Wolf, but people romanticize Lone Wolf. They think it's kind of cool. And it isn't cool. Um, so lonely wolf is this idea of, uh, I'm defining loneliness as social isolation, the social isolation and also a lack of very close relationships. And people play lonely wolf in about three different ways. They play it in skills. So what that means is they are missing certain skills that they need in the tangible stuff. They don't know how to write a cover letter. They don't know how to negotiate. They don't really know what to do when they're standing in a room full of people trying to network. They're not even sure of really how to structure their day. They're not even maybe sure of like, what kind of job they want. So they're missing some skills. There may even just be some skills missing from the job that they want to do, some training they could go and do, but they're not telling anybody. They're not fessing up. They're trying to sort of get away with it. They're trying to deal with it themselves. So skills is one area. I'm going to pause you there for one second. Don't people realize that the system is set up in a way that they're going to get found out and exposed for missing those skills, right? Well, sometimes, Jeff, I think when you're trading um, pride, fear of losing credibility, um, whatever those fears are, when you're balancing that with I might or might not get found out later, um, it's sometimes it's it's an easier trade-off to just wing it. And also, um, some people know they're struggling, but they're not very conscious that they're struggling. It's like this, this is hard, but maybe it's just hard. And I, well, I don't like to ask for help and, you know, and they think that it'll be okay, but actually it's, it's impacting more than they realize. Got it. So makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first area they play lonely wolf in. Second area is social, which is, I, again, it's like, I don't know. I don't have anybody to talk to. I might be struggling with a lot of the emotional side of it and I can't, can't reach out to anybody i i'm i'm feeling just that you know we don't do well when we're not around people we're just not wired that way and people who are who are lonely actually um struggle with stress in a in a harder way and anxiety and they find it harder to manage and balance than people who actually have social connections so that's the second area and then the third area is a clear goal because there's so many people who've been laid off and they're just going, okay, well, I'll just, I'm afraid. So I'll just go after what I've always gone after. Or, well, I want to do this and this, and I don't know how to bring them together. Or I'm going after this thing, but I know there's something else for me and I don't know how to figure it out. So the lonely wolf is all about having these struggles, which are normal. All of these things are normal struggles, but not actually asking for help with them. Yeah, not reaching that. out and saying, this is what's going on. And, and for so many people, they fail to realize that the skills needed to find a job are different than the skills needed to do a job. So, you know, if, if they can actually do it, they don't realize that that's not enough. So for that type of lonely wolf, I can see the problem. And for those that are trying to hide the fact that they don't have the skills to even do the job, boy, that's really going to be rough. Well, that's even tougher. That's even tougher. Yeah. So what should someone do to combat these these situations or these qualities? Um, well, that, okay, then so that's just one of the three big mistakes, just to be clear. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we got plenty. <laughs> <laughs> two more that I want drum rolls for. Um, 
So, so with the lonely wolf area, actually what I have people do is reflect. A starting place is reflection. So firstly, pick where, which one, where do you play lone wolf the most? Skills, social, or clear goal? And look inside yourself and ask yourself what you're afraid of. What am I afraid of? A little bit of self-exploration can be very helpful with this. What am I afraid of? And then what would be the benefit if I overcame this fear? And sometimes just that extra bit of awareness is like, oh, what I'm afraid of isn't actually real. And I'm a grown up and I can handle this and, and I'm going to go and do it. Um, but the biggest step is get some help. And if you can't get it, if you're worried about asking in your own community because you're worried about losing credibility or whatever, and sometimes there's a factor of that, find somebody who's trained in it. This is why people like me have jobs, right? <laughs> find somebody who's, and you too, right? Find somebody who's trained, who's neutral. You don't have to tell anybody about them, but go and get some support for whatever it is, um, whatever it is that you need. Really important, really important step. Absolutely true. You know, I, I was in a class recently. I was being coached by someone and I've been working on a new membership site, moving a lot of my content behind a paywall. And I was up to a point in, work for this site where frankly I was frozen in place unable to really move and it, it was over something very very small but I just couldn't get myself mobilized and in, in a simple process I had a chance to realize that what it was was some issue from when I was eight years old and playing in the little league where I went something got activated that in certain types of stress situations I freeze and once I had that awareness, suddenly I could take action. It didn't mean I was any less afraid, but I could say, oh, it's, it's that play again showing up. <laughs> I love that story. That's a great story. What a wonderful example of what I just said. Thank you. Thank you. That was beautifully done. Um, because there is that like, oh, it was from, from when I was a kid. It doesn't have to apply to me now. It's not, it's, it's not really true. It's a great question to ask, actually. Is it true? True what you're fearful of. Thank you. I'm going to pause here and say we're going to be back in just a moment with more from Clara. But first, okay, we're back. So let's pick up where we left off. And, you know, I, I just used that example for myself about how, you know, instances from when we're a lot younger can sometimes play out and impact us. And obviously, there are instances from previous interviews, previous job searches that can inhibit someone from going out and, and not getting stuck in that lonely wolf syndrome. Do I have that right? You do. And unfortunately, what happens is that when people have a bad experience, it's sort of it's sort of one bad experience goes on to another bad experience, another bad experience, and then they don't get a response or somebody turns them down or in each time it's like this. Oh, another reason why I should never reach out and ask for help. And, and something that's really positive about actually hiring somebody or trading with somebody, you know, if, if finances are an issue, but getting support from someone who's neutral, but who's professional in it is you start to get normalization around what you're experiencing and what you're going through, which is incredibly helpful because half the time it's the stories we're making up inside of ourselves that are making the journey so much more difficult. And I'm telling myself I'm a loser or I'm not qualified or I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And to actually work with somebody who can go, actually, this is completely normal and you are not and helping people, helping you get into that awareness and find those eight year old stories. Game changer. <laughs> Big time. I know there are times where I, I, I feel like I've been conditioned to operate in a box with, you know, with, and, and it has an echo chamber in it with all those 
adverse messages that impact me at certain critical times. That one story I told earlier is an example of it. There's so many more. And I know from you know coaching job hunters, so many people have those stories in their head that really don't have much of a basis in reality, but they've been transferred from previous episodes to the present time. And lo and behold, you know, suddenly they're going through their version of what I go through. Well, and that's what happens in life when we're so let me go on to my second mistake. It's called Please. roller coaster because the roller coaster is different from the general ups and downs of life. And the roller coaster is much more of a, you know, and there's specific things that help you know if you're on the roller coaster. But when we're going through big changes in our lives, moving a house, going through a divorce or the end of a relationship, changing a job, getting laid off, this is when our we're most vulnerable. And when we're most vulnerable, our deepest fears and our deepest concerns and our oldest stories tend to rear themselves. And if they take too much charge in our lives, that's when you hit the roller coaster. So the roller coaster is things such as all of a sudden, like you've got a lot of clutter you're dealing with. It can show up as a lot of clutter in your life. The other end of the spectrum is it can show up as complete perfectionism. You can't get anything done until every window is spotless or everything's completely tidy. You know, so there's this like level of control and a complete loss of control that shows up in the environment. Um, roller coaster is also unconscious decisions. And this is a really big one, Jeff, for, um, for job seekers. Oftentimes what people are doing. Yeah, oftentimes what they're doing is they're saying, um, I've just been laid off. Uh, I need to have a job by in four months or something. So in four, four months, four this weeks. is four weeks, whatever the time frame is. There's an unconscious time frame. And what people do when they've got an unconscious time frame is they they manage their time, their energy and everything they're doing so that they have a job by then. So I'm going to run this sprint for the next four weeks, four months, whatever that time frame is. Usually it's pretty short if there's desperation in there, right? I'm going to run this sprint. I'm going to run this sprint. Then I get there. And if I don't have a job, what's going to happen to me? I'm going to lose all motivation. I'm going to crash. Yep. So looking at your own like unconscious decision around how long you think it should take you to get a job and getting rid of that and run a marathon, get out the sprint, run the marathon. There's also unconscious decisions about what it means to be succeeding or failing. Getting a rejection letter doesn't mean you're failing. It means it's a gift. <laughs> you shouldn't have been working at that company anyway. Um, and that was, that's a tough one for people to hear. Because they think, oh, man, I'm back to square one again. Oh, man. That's right. It's tough. It's tough emotionally. But at the same at the same time, it doesn't mean that they were incompetent. It doesn't mean that they're a loser. Yeah, it does mean that a firm assessed their value by comparison to 25 other people. They may have come in second. The other person may have been willing to work for a lot less money than they. And, you know, firm has a choice. Similar skills, $25,000 less. Okay, got it. Okay. So, you know, it's just one of those things in life, and it's hard for people to hear. It could also be that that company would have been an absolute nightmare to work with. You bet. You know, and, and a lot of times people are, this is my, this is my third, my third, my third mistake for jobs that just aren't, they're not taking, let's talk about that last. It, it, it really matters that you're clear what you want, who you want to work with and the organization you want to work with because desperate job hunting and getting a job in the wrong place is great in, for the first couple of paychecks. But over time, that really starts to take its toll. So it becomes not worth the money for a lot of people. But the other parts of roller coaster are uh, using whether it's drugs, television, food, alcohol, shopping, 
internet using like i'm on the roller coaster because i'm trying to deal with all of these emotions inside of me by eating something that'll make me feel better or by avoiding or by doing easy job applications oh it's electronic i've just got to plug my name in and attach my resume great i'll do that get me my unemployment check maybe um but at the very least it's a, it's a very very simple easy route that i'm taking which doesn't work and you and I both know, in that, using that one example that you gave, if all you're going to do is parse your resume into an applicant tracking system, it's the worst way to apply. And the likelihood of interviews goes down very dramatically. You're not tailoring resumes at the individual jobs. You shouldn't be applying through the system to begin with. You should be finding the hiring manager. But, you know, we're talking about the mistakes right now. That's right. And, and then when you're on the roller coaster, you're more tempted to do that. You're more, you're less, you're less wanting to, to, to cultivate that customized cover letter and your resume and do all that work and make it fit the job description. You're, you're less inclined to, to really look for jobs that are actually get you inspired. You're inspired by what you're writing and wanting. You're less likely to do that when you're on roller coaster. You're like easy route, easy route, easy route. Yeah. And then the other side of the roller coaster was just the like, who the hell am I? You know, one morning I wake up and I'm king of the world and today's the day and I'm going to get hired and I'm qualified and I'm brilliant and awesome. Everybody's going to love me and it's going to happen today. I can feel it. And then you wake up another day and you're just like, when is this going to end? This is awful. This is a nightmare. I'm failing so miserably and I hate that person that's got a job over there. You know, it's like there's internal multiple personality things that have happens when you're on the roller coaster and it's, it can be exhausting. And jealousy starts to show up, envy, all those sorts of human qualities that really are not attractive at all. Uh, but, you know, we start to resent people who are doing what we want to be doing, get angry <laughs> at folks. Oh, you're working, huh? That's great. <laughs> exactly. That's great. We're driving down the freeway, we want to run our car into people. I mean, all of our worst traits that we all have inside of us, we all have those dark places. Right? They, they seem to surface during these times. Yeah. <laughs> so great. You've got to have a sense of humor about this. And it's hard when you're in the middle of it. You know, salespeople are classic examples of people who go through these same emotions day in and day out. Just like job hunters, you know, they have to sell something all the time. If you get into a slump, you start thinking, oh, I'll never do another deal again. Oh, and, you know, it's wrong. But, you know, this is the mentality that happens when you become fearful. And that's well, really I, what we're. Yeah, I'm, so I'm sorry. No, no, no. I I think this is also what happens when you're playing Lonely Wolf. Um, social isolation just isn't good for us as human beings. There have been multiple studies done on this. We're social animals. So the more we isolate, which happens when we feel ashamed and we feel not successful, when we've got low energy and all those things that can come up when you get on the roller coaster, the, the Lonely Wolf actually exacerbates it. It really does. So being around communities where people have somewhat positive and can laugh at themselves every now and then can change the game big time so so big far time. we've talked about the lonely wolf we've talked about the roller coaster now <laughs> number three <laughs> job seekers make is called muddy mind muddy so mind muddy mind i'm not clear i think i'm clear but i'm not clear really not clear now when you're not clear whether you're either going for a default job 
whether you want to do a combination of three jobs, whether you don't even know if you want to be self-employed or you want to be employed or maybe some combination, whether you just are going for something that you're good at, but you can't stand it, or you know there's something different, but you haven't figured out what it is. Muddy mind is this, is, uh, shows up, it's, it's energy, right? Jeff, you know, if, if I'm congruent and I know, so my head, my heart, and my gut are saying, this is what I want, this is what I'm going for. There's a congruency that shows up in my writing, in my letters, in my resumes, in the way I talk to people. I mean, how many job seekers go to networking events and get into conversations and they're boring themselves to tears. They're like, oh, I just, I hate listening to myself. There's nothing interesting about what I'm saying or what I'm going for. It's, it's, it's painful. So when you're actually congruent with what it is that you want, there's a natural energy that's freed up. And then you can start to go after things that you want. So I designed this thing called the Clarity Matrix. It's a four quadrant, because um, everything that has four quadrants has credibility these days. Four quadrant sheet, and it's a process. And what it does is it, people focus on the job description primarily. That's what they look at. They, do I have the skills? Could I, can I do that thing? No, you can't, by the way, because nobody, that human being doesn't exist. But what it does is it also looks at the organization you want to work for and a bunch of details about that. People, what kind of people do you want to work with and for? Those details. Benefits, not just money, but also commuting distance, environment, these kind of things that matter to you. When you're, when you're out of muddy mind, it's not just what you do, but it's what matters to you. And people forget what matters to them when they're in the job hunt because they get desperate to just get out there and do. But the, the, the clarity matrix helps people get this clarity of what you do and what matters to you. And then you're more inspired to go forward in the job hunt. Muddy mind shows up. It, it really slows down the process when you're not clear. Being desperate isn't good in dating and job hunting. So any area of life <laughs> so in the four quadrants what are they can you explain that yeah organization so the first is the organization getting clear about what the organization what kind of organization you want and there's a lot of details that go in each of these quadrants um the second one is people kind of people you want to work with and for and maybe even serve through if you've got a product or a service the third one is your skills. It's your actual job description. And then the fourth quadrant is, I have two matrices. One is for job seekers and one is for self-employed people. So the fourth one is essentially the, the administrative or the benefits quadrant. So it's money. It might be the policies and procedures in your business, commuting, distance, environment, these kind of things. Now, for a lot of people, they feel like they have to make accommodations. You know, after all, you can't get everything, can you? And, and that becomes the default belief that a lot of folks have. So they never even try. Is that what you see? There's always negotiation, but the matrix isn't this wish list of perfection. The matrix is your must haves. And if you compromise on those must haves, and firstly, you have to know what they are, because most people don't know what they are, because we can't see our own nose. They're so innate and inherent in us. It's very difficult to see them sometimes, the things that, that we value, not what we do. Um, and there are some things that you should not, you absolutely should not compromise on. No, no matter how desperate you are, you shouldn't compromise on them because you, they're going to they're gonna pay a price. You'll end up feeling resentful. You'll want to leave. You'll start not wanting to do the work. You'll end up quitting. You'll end up in a worse situation than you were before. Usually it ends up costing you money and saving you money because you're busy buying Chinese food and bottles of wine every evening just to cope with how hellish you feel at the end of the day. So 
So no, there are some things you shouldn't compromise on. And there's plenty that you can be in negotiation with. Plenty. I know people who have taken jobs that they shouldn't take. They knew it going in, but the yeah. money was the temptation. And suddenly I'm getting the phone calls where you know, a friend is telling me, well, I had a panic attack yesterday. <laughs> Oh, that's that's nice. <laughs> and you see any correlation between your job where you had the panic attack and you know the decision that you made to join? It happens way too often. So yeah. I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. You're getting clear about your goals and objectives, the non-negotiables and the negotiables, but you know, for the purpose of the matrix, the non-negotiable items that each situation has to have is so important. And and so few people you know, engage in such an exercise. It's, it's, it's goofy. Well, I don't, so I have to say, I don't know how goofy, I don't, it actually takes an enormous amount of courage to, to, to take a stand and say, there are some things that I just won't compromise. It takes an enormous amount of courage to actually get clear about what you want. It takes an enormous amount of courage to get up every day and keep going after something and face your inner, all those demons that come up. It takes courage to learn to maneuver through those and keep getting up every day and putting yourself out there again and again and again. It is not for the faint of heart being a job seeker. <laughs> just, no, it isn't. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. You know, it's a real test of character. It's a test of, test of strength. And, uh, yeah. I get it. And, and I wasn't trying to diminish the job hunter no, in any way. Of course but, not. You know, can't but, you know, people need the attitude that, you know, I am the chief executive officer. I am the chairman of, I'll use myself as the example, the Altman organization. And my board of directors is my family. And I have to look out for my own interests because Big Mommy or Big Daddy Corporation looks out for theirs. They're certainly not looking out for mine. Every decision that they make is with their interest in mind, not mine. So who's going to look out for me except for me? So whether it's on the job, in my business, you know, in my career choices and changes, that has to be the starting place is getting clear about what my needs are. Uh, so that in this way I can take action that makes sense for me because no one else is looking out for me, right? I love that logic. It's very, it, absolutely. I mean, and it, yes, yes. I think there's a continuum that happens. You know, there's this place of like people start out strong, right? They start out and they get it and they know it. And, they, and then the days go by or the weeks go by. And it's different for different people. Sometimes hours go by for some people and they start to just doubt little bits of doubt come in and then so now they're a little more emotional than they are in their brains right and then this sort of oh where did that guy go <laughs> where did that strong person go that knows better that knows what i should be doing that knows that i'm like oh i gotta pull myself back together and the capacity to do that not for everybody for some people that reminder will get them right back on track and they'll just grab their power and they're out there and then there's some people who just have slipped you know they've slipped into this more sort of struggle place and those that when you're in that kind of place, you've got to get out of Lonely Wolf. You've got to get some support and get yourself back, maybe back for the first time for some people, but back into what you're talking about, which is like that, that sense of like, I'm standing in my power. I'm going to take care of my business here. I'm going to move myself forwards. It's vital. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the generational things that I find fascinating is how millennials are described. 
They're basically described like baby boomers were described 100 years ago. You know, the baby boomers, when they entered the workforce, they used with the hippies, the drug addicts, the free sex people, the ones who went to concerts all the time. It was the Woodstock generation. And, you know, these are the people who could never adapt to the workforce. Now, let's fast forward 50 years, and lo and behold, they're senior citizens or close to it or in retirement ages, and they're looking back at the millennials and, and criticizing for this, them for the very same qualities that they themselves <laughs> exhibited. Now, uh, who's wrong here? The answer is, you know, I've got to remind the boomer there's something that they can learn from the millennial who looks out for what's important for them, tries to choose jobs that make sense for their values. And you know, the boomers have lost that and have gone into the conformity of the institution. And at the end of the day, how's that working for you folks? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, you're, you're just speaking to the reminder that, that like put yourself first. And again, I think that's why coaches are, can be or even mentors can just be incredibly powerful because they remind the person that's going through the struggle of, of themselves and what they want and what they need and, and in order to function well in the world I, it's yeah I just I like what you, I really love what you're saying I think it's so important thank you so you mentioned mentors and coaches we both coach talk with me about the difference between mentoring and coaching from your vantage point I suppose I think more of mentoring. I mean, some people do pay for mentors, but um, I think more of mentoring is something that somebody's who's on a similar career path or somebody who's, I mean, it's different. There's different people want different things. Some people are like, I want to take my career to here. Some people are like, I want to be a different person. I want to self-develop myself through life. And what I do is more about contribution and not that this isn't, but it's just different motivations. So a mentor is somebody who's sort of been there, done that, and you might ask them to mentor you once a month or twice a year or once a week for a short period of time. And it's sort of a more informal relationship of somebody who's being kind enough to sort of share their expertise, probably more in a consulting uh, way than a coaching way. Coaching, the difference with coaching, good coaching is you're pulling out of the individual and helping them find their own way forward, find their own answers, uh, sort their way through all of the emotional stuff that might be having with all the challenges that we've talked about, get them more in their power, right? We're sort of pulling that out. And every now and then I'll put my consulting hat on because I've got an organizational development background. I've done team building. I've done facilitation. I've worked in corporate. I've worked for Fortune 500 companies. I've I, said, I understand that too, but that's more of a consulting and almost a mentoring role as well. But good coaching draws the person out, helps them find their own internal resources. Mentoring is more of a consulting. I also sometimes see firms assign mentors to individuals or groups of individuals. Mm. Who, who do you think the loyalty is to? <laughs> So, you know, ultimately it's about encouraging your development within the confines of an institution rather than encouraging your development. And uh, I, I see that show up time and time again as people get seduced by the, the corporate mentor that's been appointed to them. And to me, coaching makes so much more sense for individuals uh, because the loyalty is to that person. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, even internally in companies, you have them offering coaches 
typically it's been because the employee needs help <laughs> mm -hmm. or they're trying to coach them out. Um, but more and more, I think there's a shift happening. I think that there's, it's a bit of a pyramid. There's a few companies up at the top here and hopefully it's, it's going to, this pyramid's going to turn the other way up. But more and more companies are getting the importance of uh, cultivating people, caring for people, not influencing them, but giving them more autonomy and more freedom. I mean, even the flatlining that's happening in some organizations that I'm not a big fan of, but versus hierarchy. More and more, more and more organizations are investing in their people in a different way. Um, and I think it's more powerful. I think it's actually creating more sustainability because employees want different things. We don't just want to show up. People don't just want to show up and be told what to do in a job. They want to be entrepreneurs in a workplace. <laughs> so true. What haven't I asked you so far that I should have, that we really should cover for this topic? In case you haven't noticed, she's thinking. I like to pause. I even pause when I'm speaking to a group. We've talked about Lonely Wolf. We've talked about Roller Coaster. We've talked about... Muddy Mind. Muddy Mind. Mentoring and Yeah, coaching. here's what I want to say. There's a, I think there's a lot of... Um, one of the big myths out there and one of the things that I think is harming job seekers is I hear a lot of people say, but I'm doing all the right things. I'm too, I'm do all the steps they're telling me to do. I'm doing it. I'm finding the name of the hiring manager. I'm writing my own cover letter. I'm do I'm doing all the right stuff. I'm out there. I'm looking at. And I think there's this taking those steps and talking to as many companies as, or, or applying to as many companies as possible is actually the completely wrong way to go about a job search. The, 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 the fastest and most efficient way to go about a job search is to start with clarity, get clear about what you want. If you're not clear about you what you want, don't bother with the other stuff <laughs> because you'll fall flat. You might get lucky, most people fall flat because your incongruency around what you want will come across in all your conversations and your interactions. Nobody wants to hire somebody who doesn't really want to work for them. They just don't. So start with absolute clarity of what it is you want. Then identify the organizations that really get you excited. So we start really broad anywhere in the world, then start bringing them local. Then you go out and you see who works there, who you know, and so on and so forth. But that starting place of clarity about what you want is absolutely vital. You've got to feel excited about it. You've got to feel like you want it. You need that energy in, in all of your interactions. Once you get congruent with that, things start happening. I've noticed when I'm coaching people, the first few months, we're often doing that just to get them like aligned and get their mojo back and get them motivated again. And then things start to happen very, very quickly. There's usually a series of interviews with jobs they don't really want. And let's face it, Jeff, there's nothing worse than being turned down for a job you don't want. <laughs> but they have that and then eventually they get a job. But the first, the first period of time is often that let's get you aligned inside. So I, I think I, I stress that so much. Once people get their mojo back, their confidence back, and they have clarity about what they're going for, the whole job search completely changes. That's why I do the matrix of people up front. Beautiful. Clara, thank you so much for making time today. How can people find out more about you and the work that you do? The, uh, the website. 
www.clarityunlimited.com, C-L-A-R-I-T-Y, nothing clever with my name, clarityunlimited.com. And actually, if you go there, you can download a matrix copy for yourself. And uh, if you find you're, you're sparring a little bit with it, you can, you can contact me and I will do a private session. That's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few more ways to get information and advice from me. First of all, visit my website, which is thebiggamehunter.us. Go to the blog. There's a lot there to help you with your job search, hiring more effectively, managing and leading, and workplace-related issues. In addition, if you're interested in my coaching you, there's a button there that says Schedule. Schedule time for a free discovery call or schedule yourself in for coaching. Obviously, I'm going to charge for that, but I can help you with interview preparation, leadership coaching, salary negotiation advice, making a good decision between different offers, anything related to improving yourself in the workplace, I can coach you about. If you have questions for me, you can schedule 15 minutes with me at thebiggamehunter.us forward slash live or you know, a less expensive way is at thebiggamehunter.us forward slash video answers, where you leave a message for me and I'll respond with a three to five minute video. Connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. I can assure you, your network will expand a lot by connecting with me. And finally, watch me on TV. Download the Job Search TV app for Fire TV, Fire Stick, Apple TV, Roku, like 90 different manufacturers. I'll be back tomorrow with more. And in the meantime, I hope you have a terrific day. Be great! Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day. pretzels look what chips look who's the new guy fanta i think he's looking at me uh pretzels you got it twisted he's looking at me stop being salty chips we both got a chance Shh, he's coming over ladies hi and hello to you back at you handsome fanta picked beef jerky mm, girl we're gonna be here a while